Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. Hey, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. Lou, today we're going to be learning about all kinds of data solutions from Tushar Patel, who's the Chief Marketing Officer of Clio. And I think he's going to explain to us why legacy systems may be lunacy at this point. <laughs> That's a great All right. Well, thank you guys for having me. <laughs> well, we're okay. glad to have Welcome you on the aboard. show. Uh, I wonder, Tushar, if you would share with our listeners, first of all, what Clio is and what Clio does. Perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Clio is what we call an ecosystem integration platform. What does that mean? A lot of fancy words. What it means is at the end of the day, every organization has an ecosystem that they support, whether it's suppliers, whether it's uh, customers, whether maybe certain partners that you have. Um, Your ecosystem may consist of an e-commerce website, especially if you're a manufacturer that sells direct to consumer. Well, we sit in the middle of all of that as an integration place so that you can transact business with these different entities and you can transact business through different systems that may be old and legacy. They may have different protocols that they have to speak. They may have different data formats. And the simple way to think about us is like a translator. Imagine that you went to a new country and you didn't speak the language and you were walking arm in arm with the translator who you would speak to in English and then he or she would transform that information and speak it in the local language to a local and the local person would do the same they speak in a local language to the translator and translator would spit it out to you in English think of the translator in between there as Clio and and we would sit in between your organization as a manufacturer and your suppliers and partners and trading partners in your ecosystem so that you can have a fluid business to run and does that mean that the legacy systems go away, uh, Tushar, or are they sustained? No, that is a, that's the beauty of having an integration platform is you're able to keep the legacy systems that you have because what you don't want to do is disrupt your overall operations. Instead, what you want to do is be able to layer on new customers, layer on new suppliers, or layer on new applications and new systems, but still manage to have access and still manage to utilize the infrastructure that you've invested in over time. And so when you invest in an integration platform like Clio, you're able to actually drive more longevity into your legacy applications because you're able to integrate to them and you're able to utilize them for a longer time period. This is almost like another program that we're familiar with. It's called Webhook 1 and Webhook 2 where the data goes back and forth between two different systems or two different databases. That's that's exactly right. And so when you think of um, a platform like Clio, we have webhook capabilities, we have API capabilities, we have EDI capabilities, um, we support flat file capabilities. And so really the value of that integration platform is to be able to support in any to any data transaction or in any to any data transformation, you can't support those legacy applications. 
So let me let me ask you a question. Uh, obviously, there has to be a reason and a purpose why a manufacturing company would want to integrate with his uh, uh, vendors, uh, aside from uh, efficiency and so on. Um, where, where's the money angle? Where's the monetization uh, that the that the client who buys into your system uh, benefits? That's a, that's a great question. So, if you think about most organizations, right? Clio recently uh, released our ecosystem and application integration report, where we actually survey the market to understand where the business challenges are for organizations out there. And what we found is that uh, 47 respondents in our survey this year, and we had a third-party company that managed the survey for us, 47% of the respondents said that they would lose 50 or more orders a year because of poor integration. Now, those orders can be small transactions, you know, a dollar each, but in many cases, if you're doing large volumes or you have large prices, uh, large ASP devices that you might be selling, those 50 orders could be millions of dollars for you on, a, on, a, on an annual basis. And in fact, what, what, what the same, what, what organizations said is 30% of them said they lose between $100,000 and a million dollars a year because they have poor integration technology connecting these different systems. So part of it is just you're losing out on revenue because you don't even know what you're missing out on. That's part of the value. The second part of the value, guys, is when you're trying to expand sales channels. So everybody you know, has heard of the Amazon effect and there's not a single organization out there that hasn't been impacted by what Amazon has been doing. And, and really what they've been doing is providing a seamless customer experience, right? Um, it's not just the fact that they can sell online, it's that they sell online and they give you just a, just a phenomenal experience that you wanna keep going back to them for more. And well, as, as manufacturers look to go direct to consumer, and start to cut out the middleman and not only rely on the retail channels or the distribution channels to doing sales, well, that presents a whole new set of integrations that you have to do. You may have to integrate with a Shopify store or a Magento uh, e-commerce platform, or you may have uh, an internal system that you want, or you may want to sell on Amazon. All of those things require some sort of integration, and by putting a, a platform like Clio in between that, um, you're able to to accelerate how quickly you can get those new channels up on up and running. So what I'm gathering from uh, some of the things that you're saying, and I'm going to take a wild guess here, is that your program is really suited as an API and as an EDI. Am I correct? You are spot on, spot on, right? So so we as a company have been around for for um, almost two decades now. And we started off as a file-based integration company. We added EDI onto that and have built out our EDI transformation engine. And over the last few years, we've, we've added that capability into the cloud. So it's a subscription software, subscription platform. And we've added API capabilities. So you can integrate with modern applications on one end, but you can continue to support your historical EDI or flat file or whatever historical uh, transactions that you've been doing with your with your players, but yeah, an EDI plus API platform is um, is spot on when you think about somebody like Leo. So when you you're talking to a potential new client, and you know everybody hates change, 
or maybe nowadays people are looking for change, which I think may be the case. But that aside, um, when you're talking to a, a new client, and I presume you're talking to a, a sales and marketing individual or, or a finance individual, CFO or somebody of that nature, um, are they open and anxious to hear the story and how long uh, it's going to take and listen to the benefits, or are they just along for the, the ride to listen to your story? No. Um, what's interesting, you know, I've been, I've been at Clio for almost two years now, and prior to that I was in the e-commerce space, and so I've been around the supply chain and even prior to that, I was a I was at a manufacturer. I was at a hardware semiconductor manufacturer. So I've been around this space for for, for a number of years now. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things that we've noticed, and I've noticed, is we actually have an influx of of requests coming to us. So more and more organizations are coming directly to us through our website, and they're wanting to engage us. And what's interesting is is you, you mentioned CFOs. It used to be that. Technical teams, IT teams, integration developers, developers would would contact us for more information. We're starting to get COOs and CFOs starting to engage with us because they're starting to see how valuable agility and flexibility is when it comes to their business, right? For example, in our survey, we also learned that 45% said one of the biggest things that impedes their revenue is their ability to integrate to new applications. And it doesn't matter what role you are, right? Everybody, revenue is important to every role, whether you're a developer or whether you're a CFO or you're a CEO or you're in sales or marketing. And with 45% of our survey respondents saying the number one reason that uh, revenue is impeded is they're not able to integrate with new applications, we're, we're going to get we're gonna get somebody to listen to us. Yeah, matter of fact, uh, while we're talking about it, why don't you give us your URL and also uh, send me your link to your survey, and we'll be happy to post it up where uh, the player is for this uh, particular episode so people can actually see all the nuts and bolts. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I'll be happy to do that. If you, um, in that link, you'll be able to gain access to the entire survey. Has a lot of great stats in there. Um, allow you to benchmark yourself um, against what the market is at. Uh, help you justify making investments. It'll also help you justify if you're on the right track or not, and, and uh, potentially right. make some adjustments to your strategy. Well, that's terrific. So your URL is. It is uh, www.cleo.com. And uh, we will go ahead and get that over to you, and then um, we'll go ahead and send that uh, survey over to you as well. Um, if you go Great. to Clio.com um, and you hit on the resources section, it shows up there, but we'll get that direct URL over to you. Yeah, great, because uh, people will hear the show and like to be able to go right to it. Absolutely. Tushar, we have uh, interviewed many, many companies over our 400-plus episodes of Manufacturing Talk Radio. And one of the themes that comes up fairly consistently is that there are still a lot of companies across America, typically your small and mid-sized operations, who are using for their supply chain systems, purchasing systems, uh, even attempts at ERP, Microsoft Excel. Do you run across that as well? 
We do, and, and we call it a swivel chair integration, where you're going from one Excel spreadsheet on one computer to another one on another. Um, you know, we, we still see people um, using faxing still, and and part of um, part of what we're seeing is, what is um, yeah, yeah, part of what we're seeing is a lot of organizations are modernizing their systems because again, it goes back to what their consumers and customers are demanding. They're demanding faster response times. They're demanding product availability to be accurate on the website. They're expecting you to, to get them their orders much, much faster. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're buying in a B2B angle or, you're, or, or, a, or a B2C perspective. And so a lot of organizations are, are replacing things like faxing. They're replacing um, you know, Excel spreadsheets. Um, they're replacing annual data entry. We have folks who, um, you know, large companies that you would not even imagine because from the outside you see, wow, there's such a, you know, a, a, a multi-hundred million dollar organization, yet behind the scenes they're still doing a lot of manual processes. So absolutely um, a lot of what we see is just manual processes looking to be digitized and transformed um, to be able to support a, a more agile kind of supply chain. Tushar, is there a desirable place to start when you're working with a client? Is it at production? Is it at uh, purchasing? Is it uh, at sale? Where in this chain of events that occurs at a manufacturer, for instance, since we're manufacturing stock radio, does this integration best begin? Yeah, so there are some core business processes that, that we believe you should begin, right? And so um, from our perspective, if you look at like a manufacturer, it's really the order to cash process. And so when you are, are receiving an order from somebody, right, let's say it's a retail partner, um, it could even be your own website, right? You're, as an IT infrastructure, you may be receiving an order from your, your own .com, from your own e-commerce shopping cart. That is really a, a, the best place for us to begin because as that order comes in, you want to make sure you can capture that order. You want to orchestrate where that order goes into the back-end ERP. You want to take those acknowledgments and send them back out to, to the requester of that order. And so really, if you think of it as a manufacturer, really where we can help organizations or where we, we suggest you start to look is looking at your order to cash process and look at how you can optimize that order to cash process and nine times out of 10, when you identify your weak points or your areas of optimization, nine out of 10 times we can help you optimize it. Okay, that makes sense. Um, do you, I'm assuming that at some point you have to touch uh, their ERP system, you've got to touch their purchasing, uh, raw material inventories, all those functions that happen internally for a manufacturer to fulfill their order. 100%, which is exactly why when we, when you think about an integration platform, that's exactly why our the transformation engine that you have in between is so critical because you want to make right. sure that that transformation engine can communicate with an ERP, whether it's a homegrown ERP or it is a uh, off-the-shelf ERP like a NetSuite or a, or, or a JD Edwards. Um, on one end, and that and that could be APIs, it could be a flat file. We also see often that folks just want a data dump onto some server, and then the ERP will go pull the data from that server, and so the integration software will pull the data from from external 
it'll it'll transform it and just dump it onto some server where the ERP can pull it in. So really the, the beauty of having a flexible integration platform allows allows you to kind of fit it in uh, to your existing uh, processes that you have. And then look for room, you know, again, going back to what I said before, looking for opportunities where you can improve upon that and drive some efficiency where you can maybe eliminate a step and go directly to the ERP. Um, maybe you can go from a flat file to an API and, and have more real-time data going back and forth. But we often um, are integrating to ERPs. We often are integrating to warehouse management systems like a WMS. Um, we're often integrating to a TMS, like a transportation management system on the logistics side. And then more and more often, we are integrating to e-commerce platforms and marketplaces. So your Amazons, your Etsy's, your Ebay's of the world, and then also your e-commerce platforms as well. So typically for, let's say, a mid-sized uh, company of, let's say, 10, 20, 30 million dollars, um, what is the length of time to make the conversion, the, the integration? Because I know that takes um, yes. into a lot of if, ands, or buts, but uh, just so I have a sort of an idea. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, I, I'd say the biggest variable is the number of trading partners you have, right? Because you can be a $30 million organization and have 100 different partners you do business with. And in certain times, we have organizations that come to us and they say, hey, I just want, I want to start with just one trading partner, and then I'll expand to the other trading partner. So the answer is it depends, but usually we're able to get folks up and running um, anywhere from weeks to, to a few months, depending on what is it that they are actually mm -hmm. wanting to do. We, we have a services team that helps with that, by the way, so customers don't have to do it on their own. Um, we actually go through a whole scoping uh, scenario with you with our services team, and these are, these are very, very technical folks that have lived and breathed um, you know, and, and, and sat in the same shoes as our customers have. And so they'll be able to ask the tough questions to be able to really get a nice um, statement of work in place where we're, we can all agree upon who's responsible for what and, um, and put a plan in place. And then our project managers come in and, and, and off we go in terms of implementation. Well, it seems like a fairly reasonable length of time, uh, you know, when you, once you realize that you need help. Uh, and that's, uh, I guess that's what the bottom line is. These companies are looking for you to help them bail them out, uh, improve their margins, improve their efficiencies, and so on. So that's, uh, that's not terrible. Yeah, and, and one of the things that, that um, we always find is uh, onboarding times are, are super critical. And, and it's not just onboarding the entire platform, but it's the changes that come along the way, right? And so tomorrow morning, you may have a vendor that says, hey, I have a change to my data format. Well, how long does it really take you to accept that change and how long does it take you to implement that change? And by the way, you know, you have some time period where you have to implement that change because after that point in time, you can't do business with them anymore because their protocol has changed or their data format has changed. And right. um, what we, yeah, and, and what we found in our survey is 46% of the organization said it takes their company more than one month to onboard a new business partner. One month is a long time in this day and age. Um, what yeah, we can typically do is take organizations from weeks down to days when it comes to onboarding because of the breadth of the platform. Hmm. Uh, how often do you uh, upgrade? 
uh, your program. And do all of your clients get the benefit of those upgrades? Yeah, so we are a complete subscription model in the cloud. We are hosted in, in an Amazon instance. Um, and so you get all of the uh, reliability, all of um, the security and, and of, of the cloud. And we typically release new features, uh, major releases three times a year, right? So we, we usually do it in uh, in you know Q1, Q2, and Q3. What we find is in, in Q4, um, most organizations don't like to, to have new software updates because of the holidays and so on. So we do three major releases a year. However, if we do come across uh, a, a small feature or a bug and we do need to push out software immediately, we have the ab- ability to push out software literally any time that, we, that we, we need to. Because you're in the cloud, we can push a button and upgrade and update every single organization at the same time, obviously in a sequence. Um, and so what you'll see from us is three major releases a year, and typically on a monthly basis, we'll be pushing out um, small behind-the-scenes kind of infrastructure updates, but no UI changes and no capability changes, so you don't have to retrain your team members every month. But at least mm-hmm. three times a year, we'll be able to put new capabilities out there for folks. Well, that's, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. hearing a couple of... Go ahead, but... No, no, sorry. I'm hearing a couple of things in your comments here that I find uh, encouraging. Um, the experience that many companies have is, okay, I want to go to modern software. And before they, and they sit down with uh, a half a dozen companies that you have as partners. And before they get three weeks into that uh, scope document, they also realize they're into six figures to have to do this. And for a smaller company, that's, doesn't work very well. And then the second thing they discover is I can't do my business the way I used to do my business. I have to do it your way. Is your platform such that I can continue to use what I'm using? The integration is a whole lot easier and I don't have to learn some new complex in-depth software that's just going to take my productivity down to half of what it was. That is a, uh, a very insightful question. So um, the short answer is the way we resolve that is by providing a platform that gives you complete choice and control. So what does that mean? That sounds that sounds like a very marketing-ish term, right? It sounds like an ad <laughs> for Comcast cool. or something, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll buy it. <laughs> You'll buy it, right? So so yeah. we do it we do it in in two ways, right? One is um, our latest release of our product that we actually did announcement back in January um, is what we call our self-service integration release. So what we've done is we're providing all of the control to the customer to be able to add their connections, modify their connections, add new integration points, have complete self-service integration, okay? Now, that's great in a scenario where you have the resources, you have the skill set, you have the team members in place, you have like an integration center of excellence or so on and so forth. However, what Clio also offers is what we call a managed service, in which case you would come to us and say, 
here are my trading partners. You would broker the conversations with your trading partners, and we would manage all of the integration for you, right? When you think about an integration, there's four capabilities that you have to think about. You have to, you have to design it. You have to deploy it. You have to operate it. And then you have to optimize it. And so when you think about those four elements of, a, of an integration lifecycle, you can ask us to do the designing and the deploying for you. And then all you're doing is operating and optimizing it. And we have, a, uh, our, because we're in a nice modern platform, we have we give you end-to-end -end visibility. We have a nice cockpit where you can um, customize the information that you get. You can drill down into the actual transaction if you so choose. So now we have a single platform that a CFO can use because he or she just wants to look at the number of transactions or the dollars. But then a a developer could drill down into a particular transaction or a group of transactions and actually see the bits and bytes as well. So providing complete control and flexibility for how much data you want, as well as providing complete choice and control around how much you want to do as your organization and how much you want to pass on to us and, and our, our managed services team. And so, uh, you know, I think that the, the short answer to your question is it depends on what you want to do. And, and our platform is flexible enough for us to kind of think of it as a dial. You can say, okay, here are, the, here are the trading partners I want you to manage, but here are the trading partners that I want to manage on my own because, you know, I, I, they're, they're critical to my business. I want to maintain a direct relationship with them. So that's kind, of a, that's kind of the way we handle it in our platform, which is a little bit unique because a lot of organizations are either, here's the software, you figure it out, and a lot of other organizations yeah, right. will say, well, we're 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 a we're a services company. You got to outsource everything to us, and and as part of that scoping that I mentioned, um, and as part of that process, when we determine a good fit, we work with our customers to figure out how much do they want to do and how much do you, do they want us to do. And and again, to share for our listeners, design, deploy, for the last two, operate, and optimize. Got it. Yeah, and what really we find here's, yeah, and what we find is this, right? It's um, it's similar to you know, we have we have a we have a uh, a great um, uh, market evangelist in, in our organization named Frank Kenny. He used to be a Gartner analyst, and he says, you know, imagine that you want to put a new spa in your bathroom. Well, you could do the plumbing yourself, right? But you probably want to help do the plumbing, which is kind of the designing and deploying, right? And uh, really where the value is, is you using the tub in, in the integration world. Now that's operating the tub. And then you want to optimize your, your, your temperature control and your bubbles. So a majority of your time is probably spent operating and optimizing that integration. And it's not spent designing and deploying that integration. And, and quite frankly, you may not want to design and deploy that operation, or you may want to design and deploy that integration. And so he, he, he does it akin to plumbing, right? You can do it. You probably have the tools to do it. But do you really want to do it? And do you really have the skills to do it? And that's, a, that's kind of a, a good way that I like to think about our platform as well. Well, you hit the nail on the head as far as I'm concerned because I'm not looking to do the plumbing. Uh, I tell my <laughs> wife, call the guy and let's get it just taken care of. So I, I like the approach where you can uh, do whichever the client wants to do. Either you'll do That's it right. or they'll do it. Yeah. Now, now you're probably not calling the guy to use your tub, right? You want to use your tub on your own, so that's where you're going to spend a majority of your time. So it's, it's no that's different, right. right? You're not calling us to 
help you optimize your 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 business process because we don't know your business process. We can help you optimize it. The platform can give you the insights and the tools to optimize, but you know your business better than anybody else, right? But way better than. But we may know integrations and protocols and data formats better than you do. Correct. Correct. So guaranteed. <laughs> Well, Tushar, this has really been both enlightening and I have to say encouraging. And I know it will be encouraging for our listeners because there's an enormous amount of trepidation out there, yet they're faced with almost having to go to either modern software or finding a way to get the efficiencies they need. And it's for any business owner, this is the most uncomfortable transition, I think, is moving into the world of Industry 4.0. And it looks like you have developed something that uh, will save them a heartbeat or two. Absolutely, right? And and going back to that survey, um, a, a really interesting data point was we found 84% of organizations find that the primary value driver for doing any type of modernization is to be able to have a highly flexible and available architecture. And 82%, because we allow people to have multiple choices there, or multiple responses, 82% said automating their integration processes would drive significant value. So you're right. Organizations understand the value, but a lot of organizations are just worried that they don't have the skill set. They're worried about which platform do I go with? What happens if I can't get it done in time? Because we're dealing with mission-critical revenue streams, right? We, we, we cannot allow even one day where um, your orders aren't coming in as a manufacturer, right? Because that one day is, is one day lost of revenue. And so we understand that when, when it comes to, you know, the listeners that you have here in terms of the manufacturers, we understand how critical your business processes are and why it can be, you know, why, why pe- folks are nervous for changing that because you don't want to be the one responsible for something going down. And that's where you can partner with a company like Clio. We, we've, we have over 8,000 customers that license our platform and utilize our platform for their transactions. And we've done over 100,000 different implementations across the globe. So we've got a lot of internal expertise to help you and, and walk you through that process. And, um, you know, we always, I always get the question, well, how much does this all cost? And of course the answer is it depends. But we have small organizations that are, you know, 10, 20, 10, 20, 30 million dollars a year in revenue. And then we have large organizations like multi-billion dollar organizations um, that, that utilize a platform as well. And so, so the platform is flexible enough to meet a variety of different use cases and a different sizes and, and, and meet different budgets as well. Right. And just out of curiosity, on uh, one final question, and if you might not uh – have what I'm looking for. Is HubSpot one of your partners? That's a great question. HubSpot is not one of our partners, but what we could do as a CRM in the back end is we could uh, integrate with them. What we find is a lot of our customers tend to use Sugar CRM or Salesforce CRM versus a HubSpot CRM. Um, uh-huh. But if, if somebody came in and said, hey, we want to do HubSpot, Usually we can figure out a way to, to get integrated with those because we have that API capability on the back end. Right. So we may not have an out-of-the-box connector like we do for a Salesforce, but we have the capabilities to integrate um, into, into those back ends. So officially they're not a partner. 
when when they do become a partner, we would have like a connector available for them, like off the shelf. So we have connectors for Acumatica and NetSuite and Salesforce and Magento and Shopify, some of the more common ones. Um, right. And then and and if the connector is not available off the shelf, then uh, we utilize APIs or we use utilize different templates to be able to accelerate that integration. Well, Tushar, gosh, thanks for being with us and sharing what Clio does. Uh, you've been a terrific guest. You, your answers are very clear and thorough, and so we appreciate that uh, with people around the air with us. Thank you. No, thank you for the opportunity, guys. It's always fun um, sharing our story, and as you can tell, I'm super passionate about it, and not because it's my job to be passionate. It's actually because we've seen just tremendous amounts of impact that we're able to make on organizations. And nowadays, you know, the, the saddest thing that you see is so-and-so company went out of business or so-and-so retailer went out of business because they couldn't keep up with the modern times. And so what helps me is, um, you know, what helps me, uh, you know, be satisfied at the end of the day is we're helping organizations breathe life and, and breathe longevity into their operations. So if you're one of those companies that's worried about that, you know, uh, go to www.clio.com peek around on the website. Um, feel free to shoot me an email as well at uh, tpatel at clio.com, and we'd be happy to engage and see if uh, if we can help you. And make sure you send me that uh, that link, and we'll be happy to post the survey uh, on our website uh, along with uh, this, uh, uh, this particular episode. So thank you for being with us, Tim. And we've been speaking with Tushar Patel, who is the Chief Marketing Officer of Clio, which is an integration company that does some wonderful things, at least to me, because they allow you to work off of your legacy systems and integrate with modern software without having to reinvent your company and your processes and uh, you know, change how you do your business, which is, can be incredibly difficult and sometimes not successful. So give these folks, uh, a uh, consideration when you're looking at this at uh, Clio.com. And come to MSGTalkRadio.com and you'll find hundreds of shows there along with news articles that we post every day and just lots of information for the manufacturing industry. And, uh, Lou, anything else you want to recap before we... No, uh, I'm going to go run out and make sure that uh, our systems are up to speed. Uh, We've done this ourselves a couple of times, uh, so we're going to have to talk to our CFO people and uh, see uh, is there interest from our end. So, Shari, you may be be hearing from us. I look forward to it, and, and thank you, gentlemen, for having me on the show today. Sure thing. Thank you. And thank all of our listeners and our readers as well who come and visit our website or read our publication called Manufacturing Outlook. It's an e-zine that we put out that's 40, 50 pages every month. And thank you for listening to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.